Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Hope you're well. We're doing great. It's Tutel Nuanas. We are live at Red's Bar. Red's Bar downtown, 217 Ryman. A great spot to be if you're looking for something to do on a Thursday afternoon. Come hang out with Coulter and I. Enjoy yourself a couple of Whitmer Hafeweizens and, I don't know, hang out for a while with us. We're getting ready to watch the Jets-Giants open up the preseason. <laughs> Coulter, I'm so fired up. We are broadcasting live uh, through the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. If you missed anything in the first hour, go to where can they hear it? 1029ESPN.com. It's also the podcast is available on the TuneIn Radio app, also on iTunes, as well as on Spotify. Very good. I thought the I'd throw pod- a quick pop quiz your way. Podcast is proudly presented by the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel at the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula. Make you feel at home even when you're not. You want to call 329-1899 is the phone number. All guests join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. And if you would uh, like to listen on your tablet, your device, whatever it might be, the uh, stream is available at 1029ESPN.com as well. The stream is brought to us by Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Okay, Coulter, uh, we gave away some Grizz Duck tickets. We'll give away another pair of tickets in a week from now from Paradise Falls, so you can do that down there. It's nice because, you know, a lot of people, they don't win the tickets. There's a bunch of names in the thing. That's the way it goes. And... Yet, you don't have to feel too bad because you got a bunch more chances to win. So that's good. That's right. And if you enter uh, all, all these things and, and, you know, maybe you don't win, that's fine. Come see us during the season, too. We'll be broadcasting from the Chamber of Commerce parking lot. Yep. Right by the walking bridge. Show, every single Grizz home game. Mm-hmm. And if you come by and you say, hey, I signed up for all those giveaways you guys did. I didn't get a – we didn't win. We'll, we'll get you hooked up. We'll get you a koozie. We'll get you some swag. We'll, oh, we'll yeah. get you hooked up. Oh, yeah. So we come got see all us. The stuff. We'll be all around for the whole rest of the football season. We, you can find us at least once a week, pretty much until December. So just come That's find right. us. We'll, we'll get you hooked up. We got all sorts of stuff for you. Hour number two on Thursday always starts with our ESPN roundtable. It's a collaboration between SkylineSportsMT.com and 1029 ESPN Radio. It is presented by Paradise Falls. The subject of our ESPN roundtable this week. Ty Gregorak, Ty Gregorak, uh, a former University of Colorado Buffalo in his playing days, came to the University of Montana in 2003 as a grad assistant, was on Bobby Houck's staff, among others, uh, 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 during his tenure as a coach at the University of Montana, and then, of course, with uh, much notoriety, 
became the defensive coordinator at Montana State after having been in the D.C. at the University of Montana and uh, the only guy to be on both the staffs of the current head coaches at both institutions yep. in Bobby Houck and Jeff Choate. So great insight for him. This is a longer one, so uh, sit back and enjoy our ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls with Ty Gregorak. Long time college football coach Ty Gregorak back in the Garden City. Ty, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks, fellas, for having me. Appreciate it. Coach Gregorak started his career uh, in Montana as a linebackers coach at the University of Montana back in 2003. Worked on Bobby Houck's staff, helping the Grizzlies to seven straight Big Sky Conference championships. Went to UNLV for a brief time, such as Washington, where Ty and I crossed paths in Ellensburg, Washington, once upon a time. Came back to Montana, worked for Robin Flugrad and Mick Delaney. And then in 2015, going into the 2016 season, became the defensive coordinator at Montana State under Jeff Choate. And then this last offseason, decided maybe time for a little bit of a break. So, Ty, tell us what's going on. What, what have you been doing? You, you decided to step away from coaching, at least for the moment. Uh, how's life? What's been going on? Life is awesome. Um, in fact, I'm here in Missoula. Uh, I didn't come over here just to talk to you guys, if that makes sense. Uh, he's lying. Get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I came over for hobnob breakfast this morning. Um, no, I'm, I'm working for uh, Stryker. It's a huge uh, medical device company. We we have 20 some divisions. Um, in fact, I was I was just at uh, Providence over on on Orange, and uh, I was sitting there talking to the ladies in the break room or whatever. And she goes, you know, do you work with Zach Wagaman? And, mm-hmm. I, sa- and I said, well, yes, technically I do. We work for the same company. No, we, we, we don't work uh, in the same division, but uh, I do know Zach pretty well. I, I coached him for five years and it's just kind of that, um, you know, striker goes after a l- lot of former athletes, mm-hmm. a lot of military, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I spent uh, a week in the Midwest training and, you know, you just sit and you look around the class and you're like, okay, he played at Oklahoma. She, you know, played for Notre Dame. And you just go around the class, you're like, wow. I mean, and, and they're just all these exceptional, you know, everybody's just talented. And you sit there and you go, God, I, I need to better myself, you know? So uh, it's a cool company. Everybody's been great. You know, a lot, lot, of, lot of kids that I coach. In fact, ironically, um, it was just over a year ago, I got a call from a regional manager asking about Zach. I was one of Zach's mm, references. Yep. And, and less than a year later, I'm calling Zach going, hey. I'm thinking about doing this. What, you know, tell me about it. What do you think? And, um, you know, Colin Dow, Andrew Sell. I mean, they're, 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 there's just uh, uh, Kevin Claybo. I mean, Kevin's brother is actually my regional manager. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just, it's a, it's, you know, like everything in Montana, it's a big, small state. Um, you know, I kind of feel like I've left one team to join another. Yeah, like right. So it's been good. It's been a crazy learning curve. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's uh, the old adage of you know drinking from a fire hose. I'm I'm, I'm beer bonging from a fire hose <laughs> every day. Like two offensive linemen holding me up. And, uh, <laughs> no, it's it's been good. It's uh, it's been a lot though. I mean, it's like going back to high school, man. Yeah, I've got flashcards in my house. Yeah. And I, you know, studying for training, and I mean, even can even Candace was a part of it. Like it was. Uh, Billy Madison style, like, what year was the Spanish Armada, you know? <laughs> like, for the love of God, you know? So to be doing what you're doing now, and you're, you know, like you said, I mean, you're just in, engrossed in it right now, trying to trying to kind of gain that traction, that learning curve, like you said. But also, you're obviously aware that next week, camps are breaking, and you're not going to be there. Is there a weirdness to that? Is there, yeah. does it feel like a, a, a loss, or is it, is it, I'm so happy that I am doing this other thing, or is it some of both kind of bittersweet? How does it feel to have football season coming and you're at Providence? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, kind of my, my going line has been, and it's not a line, it's the truth. I will miss the relationships with the boys. I'll miss the relationships with their families, because I think that that's an area where I was pretty good at. And I'll miss, I'll miss Saturdays. Uh, I, I love Saturdays. I, you know, I'm getting so dang old or older, I feel like I loved coaching on Saturdays more than I liked playing on Saturdays, you know, and, 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 uh, I loved it. You know, it was, it was my test of the week too. You know, we always tell the boys, this is your test. You know, you're, this is, this is your English test or your whatever. I mean, this is your test and you got to go be tested in front of 20 plus thousand people. And, uh, that's kind of how I always thought about it too. It's, this is my test. And, and <laughs> in the world that I lived in for almost 20 years, you, Everybody knows if you pass or fail it. And, and in this state, 
I'll let you know. So, <laughs> which is good. I mean, and I've always said you'd way rather be at a place like you know, like the schools we have here in Montana, than somewhere where they just don't care. You know, so that's what makes this place so special in my mind. This place is special, and, and the rivalry is so special. And it's so heated, and it's it's so prevalent and daily. And you know, we we've been talking. In the middle of July, we've been talking Cacarus stuff. This even just earlier this week, you know, we were talking about Montana State adding the number forty-one tradition to their deal, and, and the way that sort of mirrors and uh, in, in in the minds of a lot of Montana fans, rips off the number thirty-seven tradition. We talked a lot about uh, the debate between you know the best number thirty-seven in the country. Hero Sports had Bryce Sturck as the best thirty-seven, and so then all the Grizz fans were going wild, saying, "Oh, our thirty-seven is better than your thirty-seven. It never it never ends. It's an interesting deal. There's been so many. Characters, so many memorable characters in the Cacres rivalry. And I know that you and I have talked about it because you experienced both sides, because you spent so much time at Montana, you had so many good players, you were part of so many good teams. And then when you went to the other side of the rivalry to work for Jeff Choate, that was such a, it was such a huge splash that that made, something that people like to talk about. And, uh, you know, then being a part of beating Montana for three straight times, the first time the Cats have done that in 35 plus years. 33. 33. See, Ty knows exactly, right on the dot. But I know you and I have talked about on a personal level how you thought it was somewhat ludicrous that you became like this central figure in this rivalry. It's fun to be a part of, but it's it's sort of exhausting to to have to go through, you know, who do you hate, who do you like, all this stuff. And it, it just seems like that's something that could wear you out. Just talk about that element of it, just being on both sides of the rivalry and what that was like. Yeah, it was um, – the first year was really hard. I'm not going to lie. It, it yeah. was just, you know, because – you, you just felt like, and, and I, and I left for multiple reasons, you know, and, and I'll be honest, you know, you don't coach 12 years at one of the you know premier FCS schools in the country to leave for its in-state rival. You right. know? I mean, it was, it was a, but I had committed, you know, I shook hands with, with coach Choate and um, I know there was speculation and uh, rumor or hearsay that, that I had a chance to go to Hawaii as the defensive coordinator. And that was actually true. But I had already shaken Jeff's hand and said yes. And it was hard not to because Lange was gone. If you guys remember Lange, you know, former defensive line coach from Montana. Yeah. Lange Lange left that year. Cookus was already there. Um, I think Kafense Hinson was there or on his way there. Um, But that was, you know, one, I I really liked Jeff and what I thought he was going to bring. And and that would have dramatically changed our lives. You know, that's, that's a. That's a crazy move in a lot of ways, right? I think the perception and the reality of living over there is, is different. And, you know, I, I married a girl from Roundup. I'm Spokane. You know, we, we got it pretty good in Montana. And, I mean, I, I hope we live here a long time. Um, I mean, like you, we were talking before, you know, people are always asking, you know, what, you know which town do you like better? And which, you know, listen, they're both great places. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, <laughs> I've been so dang lucky to spend my whole, basically my whole adult life in Missoula and Bozeman. I mean, lucky, lucky me, you know, and, and for, you know, like I told Greg from the Gazette, like for the first time in my adult life, I'm dictating where I get to live and where I get to raise my kids as opposed to, okay, where's, where, where's the head coach going to go or which, which coach is going here that I could maybe jump on. I mean, I love Montana. I love, I love both towns. You know, it, it's a, it's a, I feel very fortunate to, I'm not a Montanan, but after 16 years, I, I definitely feel like a Montanan. When you, you know, in coaching especially, when opportunities arise, you don't know when they're going to come, and you got to take those seriously as they come through, and you've had a lot of opportunities in, this, in that last year at Montana, an opportunity at Montana State, an opportunity at Hawaii going through as well. But were you also looking for a change? I mean, did you have, did you feel like, you know, the direction that the University of Montana was going at that very moment of that specific time was one where you said, okay, I have to, I have to find some place else to be. Yeah. There's a little bit of that. No question. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to get interviewed for that job. I didn't get it. I understood, you know, why. Um, but yeah, I think there was, there was some of that and it was, it was, and I hear, I listen, I've been here a long time. I hear a lot of different things from a lot of different people. It wasn't a, a woe is me. I'm taking my ball and leaving the court. Mm. You know, I didn't get the job. No, I mean, it, there was a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of way better coaches than, than, than I am that wanted that job, you know, and, and, and coach Stitt got the job and it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I did feel like it was a, a time for a change and, um, that was hard. It was really hard on me because I love Missoula. I really did. I love this program. 
over here, I, you know, I did love my time here. I mean, all, all three of my children were born in a community. You know, it's, this place is special to me. So um, it was hard to leave. It's always awesome to come back. We still have a great uh, friend base here, and um, it, it is fun to come back. Candace and I enjoy coming here every now and then and, and going and having a great dinner at the depot and seeing Mike and Ed and going to the old stopping grounds downtown, and you guys know where I'm talking about. And um, No, it's, it's, you know, no, knowing that I get to set up shop in Montana, hopefully for good. I mean, the fact that I, I got to coach in such a great rivalry, 15 times and, and was on the, the winning end of them 12, you know, I, I feel pretty good about that because it is a great rivalry. And, um, <laughs> you know, if I never coach again, if I never coach in this state again, you know, that was a heck of a way to go out in the brawl of the wild this year. So <laughs> they, 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 they'll, they'll talk about that one for a while. I, I would say that that was a heck of a way to go. I almost actually passed out in the press box. I punched Ryan. I punched him when the ball sitting there. We both. I'm sitting there in my chair, wide open, wide eyed. Now, for those of you who don't know, Coulter, he's not as big as Ty, but he's big and it hurts. <laughs> and he stood up and straight punched me. He fumbled it, just gas, audible gas. And you know, you're not supposed to. You're not cheering, but it's amazing. It was. It was one of the absolute all time singular games and moments in the history of the state of Montana. Period. For yeah. football. No, I mean, what was that? What, what, what happened? What did you do? What do you saw this happen? What, what was um, your reaction to this? Well, it was, it was almost surreal. And it's, it's all, you know, if we put it on right now, you just sit there and you go, I mean, I, I, I've got it recorded. I finally figured out how to uh, record on your television. So, um, <laughs> come up, guys. It, been watching film for eight hours yeah, a day no, for fifteen uh, years. <laughs> we we're not very. We have like the basic package. And, and we, we, I, you know, it's, everything's Netflix now. And right. That, so. Um, but you know, you just hear Tom Glasgow's voice going, the Bobcats hold the Bobcats. Hold. you know, everyone, you know, you just sit there and you go, what just happened? You know, I mean, you, you, I know, I know some call it the miracle in Missoula. You know, I like to say, Hey, there's like five or six dudes on our side of the ball that just did their job better on that mm -hmm. play to cause that play. You know, coach made one of the greatest timeouts of all time. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought they were going to run the same play. I didn't know which way they were going to run it, but they, in my mind, they were going to probably run the ball. And we changed defenses. You know, I'm not going to, I wasn't down there. I didn't make the play, but who knows? Maybe, maybe you know, maybe enough guys on our side of the ball did their job better to go make that play. And, and, and yeah, nine out of 10 times, Adam's probably scoring, right? I mean, he just is. But there's that one time, you know, and it was incredible. You know, it, it was, uh, yeah, it was. I mean, you guys were there. It, it, I mean, I know Joe Roberts has got a great play. I mean, there's lots of great plays. Uh, I mean, we can go down the list. I mean, I'll still never forget the, um, what year was it where we came out in throwbacks? 2008. It was 2010. No, no, no. The first time we did it. 2008, the copper jerseys. Yeah. Yep, and, and when that, Cold Anderson was a senior. Yes, 2008, that, and they came that, out and just destroyed Montez. Well, well you, if you remember, though, like the first or second play, they ripped off like an 80-yard mm -hmm, run, mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. we held, mm -hmm. but but just just kind of the secrecy in which we kept it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody, it's not now where, you know, every school is announcing what you're wearing, and sure. you got to broadcast it on Twitter to show how cool you are, and we kind of kept it under wraps really good, and we, I mean, if you recall, coaches and players came out in our normal, normal stuff jerseys, right. in pregame, and then we went up and then came down, and that was, I mean, there's just so many, but I'll tell you this, and this is what I always told the boys, you remember the losses way more than you mm. remember the wins, which mm -hmm. is crazy to say, but 03, 05, and 012, the three, oh, the three yeah. of the 15 that I was talking about, I, I will never forget those days because you just don't want to be on the losing end of that rivalry. Yeah. It's that important. No doubt. We're joined in studio for the ESPN Roundtable by special guest Ty Gregorak, former Montana, Montana State assistant football coach, and a guy that's been a part of the Cackers rivalry for a really long time. We're talking about, we, we call it the stuff, the, the ending of the Cackers game last year where Tucker Yates, Grant Collins, forced a fumble on the goal line to lift Montana State to a win. Uh, it's such a, it was such a paramount moment in the history of the rivalry. But Ty, I want to ask you about just broadly both sides of this thing. You were at Montana during arguably the greatest run in the history of the Grizzlies. You guys did not win a national championship, but besides that, absolutely dominant. I think Bobby Houck was 80-17 and 17 his first time around. 
won 31 out of 32 league games to to complete that stretch. I think Coach Elk was 47-6 and six overall in the Big Sky Conferences during his seven years at the helm the first time around. And so I want to ask you, first of all, what made those teams so great? And second of all, I want to know what your what your perspective is. Because as a guy that's covered this league for 14 years, if you would have told me 10 years ago that Montana would have missed the playoffs three years in a row, I would have told you that's not possible. That, the Grizz, that will never happen to the Grizzlies. And it has. So first of all, what made those teams so great? And second, what is your perspective on just where Montana is compared to where it once was? Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You gotta get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana. Through Bozeman and around Gallatin County, more than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. I think that when we got here in 03, um, they were coming off of, you know, Don Reed is, you know, I, I, I know – I know Bobby now holds the record, but I think Bobby still holds Coach Reed in a, you know, we, we all kind of hold this guy up, right? He, he started this thing, truly. I mean, I know they've had better, good teams in the past, past, but, I mean, we, when we got here, Coach Reed, Coach Dennehy, Coach Glenn, were, I mean, you're talking about 10 years of uh, amazing football in, in this town. And when we got here, you know, it, I think Bobby was, you know, was putting his own mark on it. But we, we were taking over some pretty good teams as well, too, or at least at least teams that knew how to win, you know. And this place, this place knew how to win. And um, you know, oh, oh three, <laughs> we we fell off a little bit, right? We we still made the playoff. I think we lost to Western Illinois that year in double overtime, the way I remember it. Um, but then then next year, we were right back in the national championship, you know, and. Um, <laughs> It, it, it's it's interesting because I mean you were just ripping off stats. I mean yeah, we lost one conference game in the last four years. That was Weber State, and they got to come back up here and play us. If you remember that game, and it, it, you 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 said arguably the best run, and, and you know if we win one of those three trips to Chattanooga, you're not saying arguably. You're saying the best run in school history, and and I still think. It, Listen, Bobby's a great coach. We had some great teams, a lot of good coaches on those teams, a lot of great players. I mean, some kids that had five to ten-year runs in the NFL. Um, shoot, I think one of our best teams might have been the 07 team when we lost to Wofford. Um, but Bobby, Coach Hawk's a good coach, you know, and he, and he does things a certain way, and, um, you know, it, it was a good run. Now, I do think the league has changed a little bit. I, I think that... Um, other programs have have caught up a little bit, and I'm not saying there there is no stadium that that is what 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 is here in Missoula or or even in in Bozeman. Um, but you know, the, pe- people are are catching up in terms of hey, we can put in facilities too. You know, we might not have a fan base, but you know, maybe we're going to sell our education, or we're going to sell this new complex, or. You know, there's it's a good conference. Like we were talking before, I mean, there's a there's a lot of teams as we know. I mean, they, it's the Big Sky, and then there's it's the big conference because there's a lot of teams. But um, I don't know. I just think I think we had a lot of good players. It seemed like the way I remember it, anyway, we were always good up front. Um, you know, we just had some exceptional guys at different places, and and I think Coach Hauk did a good job of running a, a program and. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a lot of fun to be a part of, to be honest. But like Coulter said, right now, there's hashtag RTD for Montana, right? Return to dominance, which implies in the first word of that that they have to return because they aren't or they haven't been recently. Does that surprise? Like, what do you think about, and we understand a lot of the things off the field that the University of Montana went through and, you know, 
a number of different coaching changes in you know the last 10 years, last eight years. So some of that stuff happens, but when you talk about the resources, the fan base, the program, and all of that stuff for it to, for as Coulter mentioned, to have three consecutive missing the playoffs in a 24-team field, yeah. uh, that's surprising. That, and, and as Coulter said, you would never have anticipated that. When you look at that and see that, what do you, what do you think about that? What, what do you, how, do you, how does that register with you? It's, uh, my answer will be short here. It won't be long till Bobby's got him back. How's that? I mean, I, I really believe that. I mean, that, it's the only way he knows. And, and uh, you know, it, it'll be, I'm excited to watch these two programs this year. It's a big, it's a big year for both teams in different reasons or different ways. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's now uh, until recently, I was, one of those guys trying to make sure that the Grizz weren't making the playoffs, you know, right. and, 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 and doing everything in my power in that last game uh, before Thanksgiving to make sure that they weren't getting that seventh or eighth win or whatever they needed to, to, to make the playoffs. So um, I don't know. I, I think, I think both programs are, are doing a lot of good things and, you know, I have, <laughs> I spent so long trying to, you know, wave the flag and help, uh, get this facility built over here. I, I haven't got to go in it, but I've sure seen it online. It's amazing, and I know I know the I know the Bobcats are close to doing something over there as well. And you know that that could be a real real game changer here in Bozeman. They, there's there's so much dang building going on in Bozeman right now. They they, they need, I mean literally yes, everywhere. Yes. Uh, they they need to uh, you know they need to invest in that side of campus now. And and you know it, shoot, I was at the Nora Joan concert the, mm-hmm. the other night, and you know the Brick Breeden. It was just old. Everything's kind of older and I mean there's nothing wrong with old but they, they definitely could use some new facilities over there for sure on that element you know, my brother Brooks and I and, and you we all sort of share uh, this unique uh, perspective in the fact that spent so much time in Missoula cut our teeth in Missoula started our careers in Missoula but you know, Brooks went through similar not not nearly as um, elevated and and as um, bright of a spotlight as, as yourself, but I mean, when Brooks was first started covering the Cats with me, we, that was right before we had started covering the Grizz. We were just covering the Cats, and Brooks, a former Grizz football player, and everybody's like, why why does this guy play for the Grizz want to cover the Cats? And it's like I always told him, I said, just, just have faith in what you believe to be true, and so much of that is just the positive momentum that exists in Bozeman as a whole. I mean, you can see it, like you're saying, they're building everywhere. It's a town that is flourishing right now. Yeah. You can feel it. And Montana State, same thing. I mean, when you if you're ever in a room with Wadid Cruzado, you can just feel it. I mean, she's a spectacularly inspired person. She is a phenomenal leader, and there's no there's no questions in my mind why she's gotten Montana State to record enrollment and yeah. why the campus oh, is just. Is. I mean, she's she's an amazing person. She's an amazing leader, and you know. So we always said, hey, this is this is just where the opportunity is. We know we can figure out a way to spread our wings, get back to Missoula, have both have one of us in each town, and cover this thing like it should be covered. But from from your perspective. Your time at Montana State, what were, what were some of the biggest, uh, maybe not differences, but what, what, I mean, what was it like as a whole, just being immersed in a place that has grown so much, but also being on the ground floor of a rebuilding? Because like you say, when you first started at Montana, you guys are inheriting a team that won a national championship two years prior. Instead, in Bozeman, Montana State had had success this decade, no doubt, and Montana State has had success a lot in the last 20 years, but you guys kind of were at the ground level. So what was it like just going to a place that did have momentum, but also sort of trying to, to build the thing from the ground up like you guys had to? Yeah, it was tough, I'll be honest. It, it was um, it was a real challenge, and you know, you're right. It, it, well, two things. One, I'd never really been on the front end of a staff, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I was always a holdover you know i've coached on what four four different staffs here at montana and mm-hmm. um obviously when we came in 03 i was part of a new staff but you know most of my career at montana then was different staffs and um you know and and and, and bobby did inherit some good players but they lost a lot of good players from that year before as well and you know the cats had had struggled um, particularly on defense for you know a couple years but it wasn't that long ago that they were really good on defense, yep. you know? And, and so um, it, it was a challenge. I mean, it was a challenge personally, just from a dozen years here. And and then just Coach Chope putting his stamp on the program and want, uh, the culture and things done his way. And I know that, you know, the culture has been talked a lot over there and just, you know, this culture shift and culture change. And um, it was a challenge. Um but I also feel like I, I don't know, in some ways I feel like I did the best job that I could have, you know, I, I, in terms of 
the way I, I, I treat the kids and, and the way I do things. And, um, you know, I, we, we were never great, but I think we were at least consistent enough to, to win most of the games. I mean, I, I can think of, you know, on, on one hand, maybe half a dozen times where defensively, I just didn't feel like we, we did our job to win the game. Um, but, you know, I, I think we did, you know, get, get some of that swagger back a little bit, some of that juice and, you know, de- defensive football, which, you know, MSU at the, you know, 2010 to 2012, you know, 13, they were playing fantastic defense. And, um, you know, Kane, Kane will do a great job over there. And those, I mean, they got, they got good coaches. And they, frankly, defensively, I think they got some pretty darn good, good players returning too. Mm, so I'm, no I'm, ex- I'm excited to watch that defense. And, you know, I'm excited to, to watch some of those boys come into their own. And um, it'll, be, it'll be an interesting year for sure. ESPN Roundtable, Ty Gregorak joining us, former uh, coach and coordinator for both Montana and Montana State, former player at the University of Colorado. Uh, you are one of the few, maybe the only person who's worked for both Bobby Houck and Jeff Choate. I would like to know your perspective as being on their staffs and just knowing them personally. What do you think each one... What is their best trait to you as a coach? Well, first, I think they're both very good football coaches. I think they know football. They know the game. Um, they have a uh, they have a plan, in, in in their plan in their mind is is the right way to do it. Now, as as an outsider looking in, um, Bobby, you know, Bobby looks like he's. You can't say changed. I've heard that about Bobby since he's been back, and I think I think he's just maybe older and wiser. You know, he's been a head coach now at multiple stops, and you know, he I couldn't tell you if he's doing things the exact same or different or not, but right. but I think the perception anyway is that he's changed a little bit. You know, and and but Bobby he still, made a joke with me once, which I thought was a huge <laughs> step. I mean, I thought I really we had a great moment. No, they're 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 both they're both good guys. They're both good football coaches. They're both passionate. Uh, I mean, they are. They're they're they are fiery, passionate leaders, and there's no question about it. And they've got a belief system, and and they're going to stick with it, you know. And I'm I'm assuming that's evolved maybe a little bit uh, over time with Coach Houck. And and I mean, who knows? This is your your four for for Coach Choate, but um, I'm, I don't know. They, the thing that stands out to me is just the 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 way they discipline. I mean, honestly, guys, they're probably more similar than you think. You know, mm-hmm, I'll, right. I'll, I'll be honest. You know, and and uh, they have different approaches and different ways of, of you know even talking to guys like you, right? Mm-hmm. No doubt. <laughs> but 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 in a lot of ways, they're probably pretty similar. You know, which is why I think you've you know I, I said I said at the beginning of the show I don't think it's too long that Bobby will get that team back in the playoffs. You know, there's in my mind there's no uh, reason why the, the cats can't capitalize on what we've done over the last three years. And it was a process now, just like it's a process for coach Houck and the crew over here. Mm-hmm. But you know, we got back in the playoffs. We won a playoff game for the first time in five or six years or whatever mm-hmm. it was. We, we went on to the second round. Now we, we played, they might as well have been the green Bay Packers. <laughs> I mean, that's, I've coached against some good ones at this level. They, you know, not not a way a fellow wants to go out of the profession, if that makes sense. Not if that, that's your last game. I don't really want to keep that one on my resume. But I mean, we're talking about seven out of eight national championships. Oh, I want to ask you about the end of your time at Bozeman? You expressed to me personally that you had been considering for a while. Uh, you know, maybe making a change in your life. You have two young kids, yeah. and I know that that's something you want to. And really a third, I have a third in, in Minneapolis. Right, totally. Know? And I and I know that you want to spend time with yeah. all three of these kids, and and you you've really been thinking just about the grind that is college football. I think that that's what people maybe miss when they're at games on Saturdays is that you know you guys have worked sixty five hours by the time Saturday rolls around. I mean, this is a yeah. sunrise to sunset thing, and when you have little kids, there's gonna be a lot of times when you don't even see your kids, and that's yeah. that's tough. That's brutal, um, but. You know, and I know that uh, Jeff Choate has a, a vision, and and a hu- I mean, he has a, a systematic plan that he seems to always have the next step planned out. So, just take us through what those conversations were like, and uh, w- when you guys ultimately decided to, to part ways and, and a, a mutual resignation, what was that feeling like for you? And then, and what then d- went into you wanting to step away from the game, at least for the time being? Yeah, it was. Um, it wasn't. You know, obviously. Mutual is an interesting word, right? Because 
Sure. I, I am being truthful when I say that I, I'd be lying to you if, if it hasn't been on my mind for probably the last couple of years. Um, but, you know, going back to what your, one of your first question was, is, you know, do, what was it like? You've been in ball your whole adult life, sure. right? I mean, you, what, what are you going to do? What do you think you can do? And, um, you know, I think coach, he has a plan. You know, I, I think I was a part of it. Mm-hmm. And I think moving forward, I, I wasn't, you know, and it's all good. I mean, he's got a job to do. He's got a tough job to do. And um, it is what it is. I mean, it, it, it made some of the feelings that I've been having that much easier, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I, I spoke with a lot of guys in football. I mean, literally from the NFL to NAI and everywhere in between. And, you know, there was some opportunities there. I'm not going to lie. And there was uh, some, you know, some chances to, to keep coaching football. But, I, you know, since I made the decision, I don't think there's been a day that's gone by that I, I've regretted that decision. I mean, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm having dinner every night with my family. I coached four- and five-year-old T-ball this year. <laughs> the Raptors. Okay. <laughs> They they don't they don't keep score, but I'm pretty sure we were undefeated. <laughs> Very formidable. Uh, you know, no, I mean, I, I, life is good. I'm getting a chance to. Uh, I'm trying something different. Um, the learning curve is, it's it's a lot to to digest. They throw a lot at you at the beginning. Um, I will I will miss the daily camaraderie mm-hmm. with 18 mm-hmm. to 22 year old dudes. No, I no. mean, if 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 you love ball. What I did the last 18 years is about as cool of a job as you can do. But in that coolness, there's a sacrifice, you know, and it's not, you know, the thing is, it's not just your wife or your children. You sacrifice a lot as a dude. I mean, I'm just telling you, some of your personal interests and hobbies and, you know, you know, like I've, like I've maybe even told you, Coulter, I've never seen a ball game at, at CU. I played there. I've never, I've never That's, been back. Right. That's crazy. You know, it's just, you know, when you're, when you're doing what I've been doing for a long time, it's, it's hard to go, you know, tailgate and have a, have a fun boulder weekend with your boys when you're coaching every weekend right. or on a weekend, you're, you know, recruiting some linebacker out of Butte or what, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, you're, you're, you always got stuff going. And, and, uh, so it was, it was an interesting time for sure. Um, you know, some of it was hard. It's just, it's hard, you know, and, and like I said, our big, small state, when, when you start hearing about some of the things people will be saying about you or the hows and whys of why this, you know, it's like, come on. I mean, so, sometimes some people just need to, no offense to anyone, but just get a life, you know? Like, totally. I mean, we, we are, uh, Mon- Montanans in general are awesome people, but they're, they're you know, it's funny because it's funny because I talk to a lot of former players and, and, you know, some guys even in striker, and it's like, the guys that play and coach in this state and, and, and play in the rivalry really get it. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. They're, they're, if you play, you, you don't just love the other guys. There's no question about it. But I think there's more of a mutual respect when, oh. you, when you play and coach in it as opposed to you know, maybe just being a fan or, or an alum. And, and, but, like I said, that's the cool part about this, this state, too, is the, people are passionate. People are people are passionate about their program. They're passionate about the rivalry. They're passionate about getting in the playoffs. Passionate about competing for big side championships, and and, and it's a and you like you said, you guys have been talking about it this summer, right? Mm-hmm, right. I mean, I can't get. I mean, I, I I'm in Billings the other day, and I'm walking past a fella in a Grizz shirt, and he, and he says, "How you adjusting, coach?" And I and I'd never met the guy in my life. And I said, oh, it's good. And we started talking and, and we're walking away. And he goes, you know, go Grizz, right. you know, like that. And I'm like, you know, I, I know, I hear you. And he goes, no, no, go Grizz. <laughs> you know, <and> it's like, <laughs> you know I, I get it. Trust me. But that's what's so special about this place. I mean, people don't, I didn't get it till mm-hmm. I got here. I mean, I was mm-hmm. a GA in Washington and, uh, you know, there's the Apple Cup, but it's just different. You know, I played at CU, CU, CSU. It's a rivalry, but not really. You know, we tried to make Nebraska rivalry but they never really considered us a rival, you know, mm-hmm. just that we got to play after Thanksgiving, you know, it was, this is a true rivalry and it's, that's what makes it so much fun, but I'll miss it. You know, I, I'll miss certain aspects of it, but a part of me, I'm, I'm very content. 
So there you go. Ty Gregorak, the subject of our ESPN roundtable. Fantastic of him to sit down and share his thoughts. The uh, unabridged version of that interview available at SkylineSportsMT.com soon as part of the Big Sky Breakdown podcast series and our ESPN roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls is located on Brook Street in Missoula. They have 18 draft beers, over 30 big screen TVs. They just redid the entire north side of the restaurant, so go check it out. New casino, a whole new eating space. And on the south side, you got the great deck looking out over the mountains. Great place to enjoy an evening cocktail after a game of golf. So go check them out. They also have one of the best late happy hours in town, Monday through Thursday, 9 to 11 p.m. They have half-price apps, $3 beers. And much, much more. So go check them out. 3621 Brook Street in Missoula, Paradise Falls. Missoula's coolest hotspot. And also the site of Tutel Nuwana's next Thursday where Indeed. we're going to give away more Chris Oregon Duck tickets. So come see us there. Hey, quick break. Come back. The New York Giants are beating the New York Jets 7-6 with 227 left in the first preseason game. Good God, I'm so happy. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. And the Jets and Giants have come to a screeching halt. And thank God, because the NFL Network has sent us out to the Browns-Redskins football game. Coulter, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not doing the show anymore. I'm watching the Browns and Baker Mayfield take on Washington. Thank you for the for the weather. Nobody wants to watch the Jets and Giants. Get them out of here. Give me the Browns all day long. By the way, uh, first play from scrimmage of the season, Baker Mayfield, incomplete. Stu Tell Nuwan is 1029 ESPN Radio, broadcasting live through the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, and online at KurtzPolaris.com. At Gus Tutel on Twitter if you're looking for me, at 1029 ESPN and at Skyline Sports MT as well. And uh, we are at Red's Bar enjoying a Thursday afternoon down here at Red's. And it's been a, a very fun day, fun atmosphere, a lot of people down here cruising through. So it's been good to be with any, everybody. We will be, again, at Paradise Falls a week from today and give away more tickets for you. Culture, the preseason is off and running. You know that this makes me so happy. The Browns today in the news, they traded Duke Johnson to the Houston Texans. Uh, interesting with Lamar Miller in Houston, what are the Texans going to do at, you know, a little committee situation? Duke Johnson found himself the odd man out because Nick Chubb is turning out to be what a lot of people thought he could be. And then they also brought in, who did they bring in? Hunt, uh, 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 Kareem Hunt uh, from uh, uh, Kansas City, who's yep. suspended the first eight games of the season but will be available presumably after that. And so uh, the, the Duke, uh, Duke Johnson uh, going to Houston. Also, Nick Bosa, the second overall pick in the draft uh, for the San Francisco 49ers, has sustained a significant ankle sprain, will be out the entire preseason. So there you go. There's your update from the preseason in the NFL. All that I care about, Coulter, is that it's happening, and this makes me happy. Well, Le'Veon Bell held out last year. I agreed with it because I thought he deserved to be paid. Mm -hmm. And Ezekiel Elliott is just killing me. Agreed. He's just killing me, man. He's he's ghost riding the whip on his razor through Mexico. <laughs> like, bro, have some tact here. I mean, I get you're trying to get the money that you think you deserve. Okay. But, like... You're really just on vacation in Mexico when your teammates are at ball camp and you're it's on the internet? I mean, right. I don't know, man. It, it, that, that kind of stuff. I, I think that, that football players risk them, their their livelihoods and their health at such a high level that they deserve to get paid what, what the market Will dictates. Yeah. But 
Ezekiel Elliott drives me nuts. I want to have a longer conversation on this. We don't have time to do it today, but I want to have a longer conversation about, you know, the rookie contract was instantiated uh, nine years ago in the last CBA to not allow these incredible contracts where guys are getting $60, $65 million guaranteed, never played a game in the NFL, you know what I mean, and throwing everything out of whack, these high draft picks and quarterbacks and so forth. So I get that. I think it's a good thing. But they made it a four-year deal. And look, the fact of the matter is, man, depending on your position, four years is different. Four years as a running back is an eternity. Touchdown, Cleveland. Here we go. Coulter, you and I have built our lives on communication. And one thing that people may not realize is Blackfoot. That is their bread and butter. And right now, they are spending a ton of time and money creating an incredible network of fiber optic cables across the state of Montana, a state that, thank you very much, could use some innovation and advancement in that way, right? You probably already know Blackfoot, a local partner for internet, voice, and professional services that fuel growing businesses like yours. Right now, Blackfoot is extending its fiber optic cable networks in Bozeman, St. Ignatius, and around the region. Yeah, like hundreds of miles of fiber optic cable. It's a stunning amount that they're putting in right now. Check out GoBlackFoot.com. You can click on the link if you're on Podbean or just copy the URL into your browser. Go see what they're up to. I think you'll be impressed when you find out all the things that Blackfoot does. Particularly in Bozeman. Bozeman, as you know, is booming right now. And Blackfoot, they got you all taken care of. How does fiber optics benefit your business? We're not quite sure, but Blackfoot sure does. Give them a call, 866-541-5000, or find them online at GoBlackfoot.com. happy and that makes me happy also makes me happy to be my good buddy Colton Nuanas on 1029 ESPN radio for two cell Nuanas we are broadcasting live through the Kurtz Polaris studios Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula highway 83 in Sealy and online at KurtzPolaris.com if you missed anything in the show we got you covered on the podcast the podcast available all the time that's the beauty of it you can get it when you want it Podcast available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. I had no less than three people text me today saying, hey, I'm listening to the podcast from yesterday's show. Are you doing okay? (laughs) We did have a little Brian decided to do 17 minutes of therapy therapy to kick off the show yesterday. And helpful. Look at how happy you are. You're floating. No one ever would have known the difference anyways. Yesterday, I usually just spit it. If you want to uh, listen to the podcast, you can do that. Wherever you can, wherever you want. Two Telling Wanda's podcast available. Rate it, review it, like it, or however it works, you know. The podcast available thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Uh, we are going to wrap things up here. We're going to send you out to Orem, Utah to uh, check out a little bit of baseball, the Pioneer League. The Missoula Osprey coming off of uh, a uh, All-Star break. They've been they haven't played a game now in about five days. The Osprey, but the even though the second half is already nine games in, it's sort of now the second half because the All-Star break has happened. Yeah. But Missoula in the second half has been outstanding. They are coming off a three-game sweep of Great Falls. They've won five of their last six and are tied for first in the second half uh, with Billings at six and three now in their first nine of the second half. And they go to Orem. Orem is two and seven here in the early going, so struggling in the South Division of the Pioneer League. Uh, so Missoula, four games at Orem, then four games at Ogden. Eight consecutive road games now down in the state of Utah, and then they'll be back in Missoula on August 16th versus Great Falls. So we'll uh, look forward to uh, to some Osprey baseball. And then when the Osprey game is over, how about some preseason football? The Seattle Seahawks and the Denver Broncos. DK Metcalf and Will Disley both questionable for this football game tonight mm. against Denver. Emmanuel Sanders and Jake Butt also questionable for the Denver Broncos in this contest game at CenturyLink Field in Seattle, Washington. One piece of news from the Missoula Osprey, Leavere Piguero, mm. who's been absolutely mon- or Missoula's best player yes. all year, yes. promoted to Class A today. Okay. Well, unsurprising. It was fun while it lasted. I mean, you the guys down, the saw, guys who right? worked out the Osprey, they told me that he's the best player that they've ever had, and they've had 73 big leaguers, so saying something. Pretty good. 
pretty good. Well, it was it was awesome to uh, have him in town, and uh, that kind of makes me mad that I uh, you know didn't get one more good look at him uh, before it was all over. But uh, a great run uh, for sure. So it was a, a, a good that way uh, in uh, overall. Yes, two pieces. One, I got to do a little correction. My apologies. I was pronouncing uh, Mia Hansen's name incorrectly. It's Maya Hansen. Okay. Uh, who's the recent good commit to, to the yep. Lady Grizz? Uh, thanks to Youngest Mike for ever. sending in a message to tell us that it's Maya, Maya not Mia. So. Uh, but congratulations to her. And um, secondly, on the Lady Grizz note, mm-hmm. Lady Grizz added Nate Colville yes. to their staff today. Staff today. Uh, Sonia Rogers, all-time great Lady Grizz, who's been an assistant the last couple of years. Uh, she's got two babies. You know, two one's a toddler Kiddos. and one's a baby. So she she decided to step away from coaching for a little while. So Nate takes over her spot. But uh, good, it seems like a good hire. Well, and Nate, a former Grizz basketball player. Married to a former Lady Grizz basketball player. He played uh, 92 to 94, I believe, for the Grizzlies. And so uh, he returns to Missoula and uh, will be on 15 the seconds. So very good uh, for him. Boys and girls, thanks for being with us. It's been an enjoyable show here from Reds Bar. We'll be at Paradise Falls next Thursday. Coulter's out tomorrow. You'll be saddled with me. We'll see you then. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Good night. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.